his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. What happens... When you take a potentially controversial situation and decide the best way to make sure no individual gets blamed for it, you have this giant committee who's finally, finally, I don't know, it didn't take that long, but we have a Minnesota state flag, everybody. We did it. We did it. The best news is that we're only going to talk about the Minnesota state flag probably 10 or 15 more times, right, when the legislature takes it up. So that's good news. Welcome to Drive Time with DeRussia. It's Jason DeRussia. Dan is here. Breaking news today. The Minnesota State Flag Commission. Or what? What is the real name of this commission? The Public Emblems? I don't know. There's some sort of ridiculous name for it. They picked the seal, they've picked a flag, and if you did not care about the Minnesota state flag before this month, I give you permission to continue not caring about the Minnesota state flag. It's really not important. Although, a reading of the comments on my Facebook page is a fascinating snapshot into where we are as a society today. Or it's just a fascinating snapshot into the type of crazy people who follow me on Facebook. Minnesota has a new state flag. It has an abstract shape of the state on the left, a North Star that looks a little bit like a snowflake in the center of that shape. And then the beautiful blue waters of the Mississippi River. Understandably, when you take two different shades of blue and a white star, there are going to be some strong opinions, very strong opinions. Very thoughtful, very smart opinions like Ruth looks like the Somali flag to me. I'm embarrassed to be from such a liberal state. Bobby so aptly points out, why can't they just leave our flag alone? Don't like it at all. Betsy Ross was fine. Thank you, Bobby. Betsy Ross, of course. The... Not even actually the designer of the American flag, was she? We're not getting a new American flag. 
This, do people think this flag is the new USA flag? <laughs> Tony sure does. Doesn't look like an American flag. She comments. Teresa says no state bird, no state flower, nothing about the 10,000 lakes. Looks like a communist state now. Sugar Bear Eagleman says, I will never bow down to this flag or salute this flag. Looks like it's from across seas. Greg just bought the old current one today. We'll continue to fly that one. Greg has had such a long, tight, emotional attraction to the current Minnesota state flag. He went to the store today to buy it. Thank you, Greg, for your, for your commitment, for your love for this flag. Tim says, looks like a good communism flag to me. Not happy. Not a good representation of our state. Nathan, nothing about this flag, says Minnesota. Why all the blue? Why all the blue? We have beautiful northern woods, lakes, landscape, agriculture, plant life. This is what's to represent Minnesota garbage. Garbage. Uh, I thank you, great patriots, for your very logical and rational reactions to this. We have 10,000 lakes? If only there was a color that might represent water that maybe no, I don't, you could put on the flag. No, it says right here there's nothing no, that represents. Nothing. You know what would have been state. cool is if they could have put like maybe something that resembled the shape of the state on the on the. I mean, that could be representative if you could put that on the flag. Mm. I mean, that would be... That'd be neat. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, we had, you know, the North Star, right? That always is a Minnesota thing. If that we, would be nice. Well, if, if they could have put that on there, that would have been... Yeah. That would have been very representative of the of the state of Minnesota. You know, Sugar Bear Eagleman, who will never bow down to this flag, I just... I, I said to Sugar Bear that I've never bowed to a state flag before. I never considered it. But now, because I want to have the same energy yes. that Greg, who went out and bought the old state flag today because he's so pissed yeah. about this flag, what I will now do every time I see the new state flag is bow down. Bow down. Right. As as we all should <laughs> to the Minnesota flag. What? What? <laughs> Do you think like we've just hit the end of the year yeah. and we just we 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 are boiling over with 2023 and the flag became the way that just everyone could take out all of their other sort of frustrations with yeah. politics and the future of the state and we're just projecting it on something that most of us don't care about at all. Don't care. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, this design clearly calls for open borders and, and all the immigration you want. That's so what I see. That was That's an unfortunate choice. And, you know, yeah, the communism thing. I mean, who why would why would you pick the same color flag as every other communist country in the world for the same for the Minnesota 
flag. Yeah, because you know? they're I, all blue too, right? That's how that works. I just I can't believe that we would do this to Betsy Ross. <laughs> I know for Betsy. How could this is? And then, you know, the original design, which was submitted by a known leftist, mm-hmm. an absolute, I mean, you're concerned about a flag that looks like Somalia. Uh, no doubt that you should take that up with the 24-year-old from Laverne, Minnesota, who designed this flag. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just reading the latest text. Looks, oh, the textures are good, too. Please, you know, here's the thing. I just, I know, like, other shows on this station will make fun of these viewpoints, and that's not what we're doing here. No, no. I don't want to make fun of people's viewpoints. I just want to honor their feelings, put it out there, let you hear them, and then decide what you think. Most of them publicly, we're just sharing them. Looks like a third grader designed it. I mean, 24-year-old. No. Honestly, most 24-year-olds. Suspended adolescence, you know, that's a thing. Brain development still working through. Sure. Uh, Regardless, a waste of money. A lot of people are concerned about the money, which is just what you say when you're pissed about something, but you can't really express why you're mad about it. I don't know that much money was spent on this process. All of the committee members are volunteers. I can tell you how much money because oh. it's in the story. It was $35,000. <laughs> That's how much the, the committee had to spend. All right. Please admit you are making up these idiotic comments. <laughs> these people cannot actually be real. Go to Jason's Facebook page. I mean, am I making these up? I am not. (laughs) Uh, Try to outdo the comments you've heard. Call right now. Share your thoughts on the flag. You can look at it at WCCORadio.com. Dan and I will play patriotic music underneath whatever you wish to say about the flag. Absolutely. 651-461-9226. It's truly breathtaking. This... This, these people live amongst us. They're, they're our neighbors. They're our friends. And I'm a little afraid. I'm a little afraid. Your comments as we continue here on CCO. During the break, we got a call from Waldo of Where's Waldo fame, who is upset about stripe erasure in this winner of a Minnesota state flag, if you want to call it that. Said we were canceling stripes. Canceling stripes. Why? Mm. Why are the libs canceling stripes is what uh, Waldo wanted to know. We asked him where he was calling from. And, I mean, you know, <laughs> little rascal will never give you an tell answer. Us. No, he never will. Try to sneak it by him and he just. Yeah. Yeah. These people are probably still mad about adding two stars for Alaska and Hawaii to the United States flag, says one texter. Now, I did a little Betsy Ross research in the break, and you guys are going to hate this update. I don't think Betsy Ross had anything to do with the first flag. I know. I know. The story is so good. 
Philadelphia seamstress. General Washington comes in and it's like I she's like, I got this idea. Uh even the Betsy Ross House, which is a Philadelphia museum, encourages visitors to decide whether it's historical fact or well-loved fiction. When your own museum is saying, you know, might have made this thing up. It's not great. Not great. <laughs> I'm sure. No, hold on. You got to let me play. Oh, I'm sorry. Dan, please. Now go ahead. Six five one four six one nine two two six. We're sharing your genuine, real, true reactions to Minnesota's new state flag. I'm sure Walls and Ellison got together with the mainstream media and chose this flag as the one they wanted. <laughs> the voting machines that tabulated the votes for the flag were manipulated. Yep. So any patriotic-looking, American-looking, real, real flags gave the vote to this guy. I'm offended by the North Star on this flag because our hockey team, the Minnesota North Stars, went to Dallas. Yeah, that's That's, right. You know, there is something there. Hi, Jason. The $35,000 is just the start of the expense. All the flags at the police stations, prisons, schools, post offices, and more will need to be changed. That's I, be- I suggest a buy a flag, give a flag program where Minnesotans are invited to buy one of the new state flags. And then uh, the flag maker could donate one to the, you know, local prison or school or whatever. Can, can I do one? Sure. Changing lake names. Flag or tearing down a statue doesn't do anything to improve the lives of the poor they are purported to help. These things don't matter. All of these seemingly silly comments you are reading are being written by people who are sick of the 1,000 little cuts to changes in our culture. Mm. I do think that that is ultimately what all of this is about. And I, if, if that is you... If you are someone sick of the changes to our culture, I get it. It's hard. Changing things from the way they were is hard. It just is. And I would propose that most of the people who are pretending that they had some sort of emotional attachment to the original uh, Minnesota, well, it's not the original, uh, it's the latest Minnesota state flag, I I would just gently push back and say, I don't believe you. But I do believe that you are sick of all of the changes. especially Well, and especially change that you didn't initiate. Yes. And while it is true that, that tearing down a statue or changing a lake name or replacing a flag does not do anything really to improve people's lives, that is true. Yes. But... I do think it's clearly also true that leaving some of these things the way they are is hurtful to people. And so if the cost of improving people's emotion and feeling about our state and feeling about belonging 
is getting rid of things that most of us don't even really care about, then why, why fight it so hard unless you really are upset about something else? Fighting the flag, I, I, I mean, I get it if you don't like the flag. Any sort of new... I, I posted the other day about the Star Tribune getting rid of the skybox uh, on the Sunday edition where they sort of tease the stories that are inside the paper. The Star Tribune got rid of the skybox. And people's comments, you would have thought that they took away their mommies. I mean, they were so mad about it. And you're like, well, it's just teasing. Yeah, there's some blank space at the top. I was just noting it. Like, I'm not outraged about it. But it is hard to change. I will buy this flag. I will buy the flag. I love the color. I think it feels fresh. It reminds me of being the, the, the birthplace of the Mississippi River. Reminds me of all the Great Lakes. And it reminds me of really a good month and a half of radio content, which has been a gift. So really I, I would like to thank everyone for their work, for their nonsense. Thank Bravo. you. Bravo. Thank you so much. You saved me from having to talk about, like, I don't know, countless other things. We literally couldn't have done it without you. You guys all, you complete us on Drive Time with Russia. You complete us. I bow down. I bow down to you all. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs> But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. That is Chef Justin Sutherland, who just won a national daytime TV Emmy Award. And the chef is with us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Congratulations, Justin. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate it. Still pretty pretty crazy. Outstanding culinary host. And you are up against uh, some heavy hitters of food TV, right? I mean, yeah, everything from our own Andrew Zimmern to Guy Fieri in a garden 
Emeril Lagasse. I mean, you know, mentors and friends and people who I never thought I'd see my name on a list with. So to beat them was pretty crazy. Did you think, did you think you had a shot? Uh, honestly, no. And I'm going to briefly take this time to uh, publicly apologize to my parents, to my mother, who I told <laughs> not to pull a dress out, get on a plane, and sit in a room for five hours because there was no way I was going to win. Right. So I, I apologize for telling you not to come. Mom. Your poor mom. She would have loved to be there. <laughs> I know. Well, if I, if I were competing against that lineup, I mean, no matter how – uh, talented you think you are, you're like, well, come on. Like, I got to pay maybe some more dues before I get a win over these guys. Right. I mean, you know, these guys have been at it for forever. So I mean, this this was my first nomination and first time, you know, producing my own show. So, I mean, just being nominated and being there was oh. a great first step in the door for me. But to come away with the, with the hardware was crazy. It is crazy. Chef Justin Sutherland won a daytime Emmy. His show, Taste the Culture, was filmed for True TV. It's available on YouTube. Uh, when you were last in studio here, you talked a little bit about this show, but but uh, go ahead and tell people what the idea was behind Taste the Culture. Yeah, the idea was, you know, to kind of, you know, pick up and into these travelogue shows, you know, recipes, Anthony Bourdain, but kind of, you know, that vein of, of food show where we're, t- we're going around the country and, and telling untold stories in food. And I, I really wanted to focus on, on the BIPOC food space um, and just some of those underrepresented stories. I mean, even in our own city, but all across the country, there's so many amazing stories of triumph and overcoming and amazing food out there that just never get the platform. So, you know, when they asked me what kind of show I wanted to make, I said, that's what I wanted to do. They said yes. And I got to travel around and help tell these stories. Justin Sutherland is with us. He is a St. Paul chef, a TV host. Are there going to be more episodes of of uh, of Taste the Culture? We we sure hope so. That is absolutely the plan. I mean, you you, you win an Emmy. Like, I got you. Hello, I got you now. Right? I like, you now. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I I absolutely want to. So I know the networks are going through what that looks like right now. Uh, Justin. Uh, really got everyone's attention originally when he opened Handsome Hog in St. Paul, but now you're really working on Big E's, the sandwich shop uh, that opened the yep. first Minnesota location, and then uh, Northern Soul, which I know a lot of people are going to be traveling this weekend. Uh, people should really open their eyes uh, if they're in Terminal 1 because you're at the airport now, right? Yes, that's one of our most newest and most exciting renditions of Northern Soul. It's Northern Soul fried chicken. So everything uh, from some of my famous, you know, chicken sandwiches, uh, tenders, wings, salads, um, just, you know, celebrating great fried chicken. But we do have grilled chicken, too, for those that are more health conscious and and an awesome breakfast and and brunch menu as well. What do you, you know, when when you win an Emmy, a national Emmy, now I've won regional Emmys. They're cute. They're nice, you know, (laughs) regional. National Emmy, like what do you do to celebrate? What do you do? Do you sleep with the statue that night? Like what do you do? I I will. First of all, what you do is you drink way too much that (laughs) night because (laughs) I didn't leave the couch the next day. But, you know, I got to see some of my good friends in town. Um, I did carry that Emmy went out, and I did bring it with me everywhere. Everybody of course, yes. Take pictures of it. So we we walked the streets of L.A. with it all night after the Emmys, and we slept with it that night. And uh, yeah, it's still pretty surreal. One of our texters is asking if you ever met Anthony Bourdain. Did you? 
I, you know, I've been in a couple uh, rooms with, with, with Anthony throughout, um, you know, my career, just yeah. at events, you know, we never had very, very personal introductions, but, you know, I've done events with him and met him and been to his book signings, you know, shook hands and whatnot, but never got the opportunity to become close. You know, you've done a bunch of different TV. You were on Chopped, you co-hosted Fast Foodies on True TV, Taste the Culture, lots of uh, different shows that you've been on. Are there people who've hosted whether it's food TV or other kind of, uh, you know, uh, nonfiction type television programming that are inspirations for you or that you look to? Yeah, I mean, again, Anthony Bourdain was, was huge in that. I mean, just watching the way he interacted with people so genuinely and wanted to really tell their stories really, really helped. I mean, Andrew Zimmern here, I mean, well, you know, what, what he's done in his multiple shows has always, always been an inspiration in that vein. Um, you know, but I also, I mean, there's so many amazing, you know, culinary hosts out there from Bobby Flay to Guy Fieri and all of our household names. Um, you know, I, but I did just feel that kind of the food TV was getting a little you know, just mundane and, and so, kind of stale. It's a really, lot of white guys. I mean, you just, you gave off a lot of, you know, I think that's uh, part of the space that you're reflecting a little more of what America looks like right now. Exactly, exactly. You're showing what, what America really, really does look like as, as a whole. So. Lots of inspirations from other people and a lot of things I wanted to do differently. And, and, and hopefully I'm glad that people recognize that. Justin Sutherland, fresh off his win at the Daytime Emmy Awards. What's kind of what's coming up for you in the next couple months? You know, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of these, you know, we'll be going around talking about this, you know, promoting Biggie and, and Northern Soul. And I just got done filming over the course of the last six months, three three pilots for, you know, potential upcoming shows, oh, wow. you, know, how pilots, you know, how pilots go, we film an episode and then shop it around and hopefully the networks want to buy it. So we're hoping this Emmy win puts a little, lights a little fire under, under the studios that uh, they should probably pick these shows up. It's so great, man. It's really exciting for you and exciting for the food scene here in the Twin Cities too, to have kind of you out there as a representative of kind of, we're more than just hot dish and lutefisk here in Minnesota, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And we've talked about it before. I mean, we we, we locally know that we so 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 much are are, are so much more than that food, and I'm uh, happy to be able to be a part of telling that story. All right, well, check out the Northern Soul fried chicken concept over at the airport. Uh, go to Big E's on Grand Avenue, and uh, your cookbook wouldn't be a bad Christmas present if people are looking for last uh, last minute ideas, right? It's, yeah, especially last minute ideas. I mean, it's available on Amazon for next day delivery, Northern Soul. So it's a great uh, stocking stuffer or that cookbook collection in the family. Please, please definitely grab Northern Soul. There you go. Justin, congrats. We're really proud of you. It's so exciting. Thanks, bud. I really appreciate it, Jason. Good stuff. Justin Sutherland. National Emmy. It's big time. It's big time. He, he knocked off Guy Fieri. I think Emeril Lagasse was on. The, I mean, come on. Pretty good. Hometown kid. Was was an Apple Valley High School kid on uh, the speech team. Was a state champion in speech. And uh, we know that leads to great things. I mean, you either end up as an afternoon drive AM radio host. I was no state champion, Dan Cook. <laughs> you should have been. Wow. You were robbed in the same way the state's robbing you of chasing to slusha. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say I was robbed, but I would have been the Illinois state champion in radio speaking if that I was a thing. No, it was, it was a, a thing. thing. Oh, OK. You didn't know I was I, in, in high school. 
Illinois has an event called Radio Speaking. I did not know this. And you would get a stack of AP wire copy. Oh, sure. At every week. So I like this event because I didn't have to, like, pre-plan a speech or oh, something. you just had to talk. I just showed up. Which so you'd you show love. up, but they give you the stack, and you had to edit it and rewrite it okay. into a five-minute newscast. All right. But your newscast had to be between four minutes and 50 seconds and five minutes and five seconds. You had a 15-second 15 window. 15-second window? I know. Today, I'm yeah, like, oh, that's, like... that's amazing. 15-second window. Okay. But, you know, you're running a stopwatch, your own stopwatch. There's no one to help you out. You're in another room. You're in a room. The judges don't see you. You speak into, like, the microphone of a tape recorder back in the day. And I made it uh, three years to the state finals. (laughs) And you were robbed. Just say it. That's fine. In the final round, the judges' scores came out. I was ranked number one. And... The timekeeper had me, I'm not lying, No, one one-hundredth no. of a second over time. <laughs> this is not a made-up story. Oh, no. It's not an exaggerated story. One one-hundredth of a second over time. There's no way they could have timed it that exactly. I shouldn't have been that close. It is totally on me. It is not totally on you. It is. I should not have been that close. There is no way a I had a 15-second window in the state finals. I should have left myself buffer. It's totally my fault. There's no way a stopwatch back in the 1940s was that, <laughs> was that accurate. Yeah. Was I robbed? Absolutely. I'm declaring. You don't have to say it. You're too humble. That's fine. I'll say it for you. You got hosed. My parents were always my parents were always amazed that I wasn't more upset about it. But I said, I'm like, trust me, this is a better story than winning the state championship. <laughs> and here I am. This would have been nineteen ninety-two. So <laughs> the Florida State Seminole football team or Jason DeRussia in 1992, the Illinois Radio Finals. Who got jobbed harder? Yeah. I don't know. 30 years later, I'm still getting mileage out of the story. I feel like I, I won on that deal. Unbelievable. It's 346. We'll do traffic and weather together. And I guarantee you, we will get out at the top of the hour at the appropriate time, no hundredths of a second over. Well, I don't guarantee that, actually. A texter said, I'm the Susan Lucci of Illinois State Speech Championships. <laughs> yes. Sort of true. Three times to the final round. You know, so you make it to the finals. You have to compete. You make it to the final six. And I never uh, I never got it done. Never got it done. Yeah. Here I am. One one hundredth of a second. Yeah. That's brutal. You know. When I went to the state finals one year, not to turn this into like oh, please. No. high school. Please. please. Here's the thing. I'm getting warmed up for Christmas break, right? You yeah. get together with your old high school buddies and relive the olden days. So I'm at the state finals and at Maine West High School. They put on the marquee outside the school in suburban Chicago. Good luck at state. Jason to Russia. And Rich Spandieri. Rich Spandieri was going to the state final 
in wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah. A real sport. I was going to the state final in talking. Which, you know, it doesn't have to be a sport to be a state final. So I run into Rich in the hallway. I was like, hey, good luck, man. Like, that's really great. He's like, yeah, you too. He said, you know, like, someday you'll be able to, like, tell your kids yeah. about being in the wrestling state right. final. I'm like, not sure I'm going to want to tell anybody I was in the state speech final. <laughs> and now here you are. Yeah. Right. Another texter says, I'm the Minnesota Vikings of state oh. speech. Oh. Yeah, made it to the finals, but couldn't get it over the finish well, line. No, but see, you only did it three times. The Vikings have done it four, right? So. This is why, I went, you know, my radio speaking uh, failure mm. led me to a 20-year career in TV. I'm like, clearly can't hack this <laughs> radio, radio thing. I can't keep track of the time. I got to have somebody else <laughs> take care of it for me. Uh, got to go TV. Oh, my gosh. See, if you had only had somebody there in front of you with the microphone with the hand signal of counting oh. you down. Cook, if you were there, I would right. have won the state final three years in a row. Easily. Three years in a row. High school speech, the best thing about high school speech for me is that I went. <laughs> so I didn't really want to be on the speech team because I had a job. I had a job on Saturday, and the job was being a referee of basketball games. And that job paid me $3.35 an hour. And, you know, so I was I mean, making a sick, like, 25 bucks. Easily. Uh, Let me max, it was about, yes, what was my take-home? 15 bucks? At least. Well, you, I probably wasn't paying tax on what I made. But uh, I didn't want to give up that money. So what the school did was they gave me a scholarship to speech camp. So I got sent to... So then, you know, your mom and dad are yeah. at the awards night and they're, you get, oh, you want a scholarship. You have I'm to go. So and, that, and then they got me. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm in. No. But at speech camp, I met another young, a young speech competitor. Hey, uh, <laughs> The textures are just absolutely destroying me. Speech finals. How many times was your lunch money stolen, Jason? <laughs> I can actually out-nerd you if, if it would help. I can give you the out-nerd. My yeah. high school, uh, I don't even think we ever went to state. But I did but get was... a girlfriend. I, I got, okay, and sorry, she I was a cheerleader out. from another school, well, hey, just at my school hey. speech was nerd fast. I mean, it was for the chess club that she was a cheerleader, but you know, still, <laughs> still counts. that counts. That still counts. counts. Uh, my high school, we had a group that was some sort of competition called Future Problem Solvers. <laughs> right? <laughs> and you can kind of guess how that went. Uh, uh, I don't even think we ever went to state, but I did get a, a letter. Uh, oh, you got a letter, letter in, in, yeah. in problem solving. Yes. And in fact, <laughs> I had to invent a patch to go on the, on the arm because nobody cared about this thing. And so I somehow, I don't know, through my dad or something, found a patch company and did like, you know, the, the thinker <laughs> statue. You know what I mean? <laughs> but had that in a high school patch for the, for the uh, letter jacket. It's pretty good. You know, I had to brag that up. That's amazing. So come after me, texters. Go for it. The Cubs have won more World Series than I've oh, won state finals. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's so brutal. good. It's so good. It's brutal, but it's wonderful. I love you guys. It's very, very good. Uh, I'm going to get out with plenty of time. We're not going to get disqualified. Don't, don't cut it down to that hundredth of a second. Derusha Eats coming up next. Great story. 
from a guy who uh, worked at a worked at a restaurant and started a hot sauce company, but it's actually it's a love story to his kid. It's a good story, very very fun. Uh, we won't talk anymore about my high school speech career because we're done now. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.